0: there we really hope you enjoy this teaching from the message to find out more about all the exciting things we're doing and how you can get involved check out our website message.org.uk Emily Father we just want to say how much we love you how worthy of praise you are thank you Lord for your steadfast love that unchanging love Thank you, God, that you continue to love us despite our lives, despite our ability to mess things up. You are still good and still faithful to your promise. Lord, I pray this morning, remind us again of your promises. You're a God who makes promises to your people. You're a God who, when he promises, never fails to fulfill them. Lord, we want to live in light of your faithfulness to your promises. Father, be with us this morning as we look at your word. Help us to fall more deeply in love with who you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, good morning, everybody. I have uh, the pleasure of bringing to you Psalm 66 this morning. If you want to grab your Bibles, then feel free to open it. It's probably somewhere near the middle. Psalm 66, yet another song. And no, I won't be singing. But uh, let me start off with that first couple of verses. It says this shout for joy. To God all the earth, sing the glory of His name, make His praise glorious. Now, often we sing that line in one of the Bethel songs that we sing, make His name and uh, make His make His praise glorious. But I've been thinking about that first line there. What would make you shout? What would make you shout? I don't know about you, but I'm the kind of person that finds it much easier to shout when I'm angry than it is for me to shout when I'm full of joy. I find. Uh, a much easier emotion anger than it is joy and I wish it was the other way around I wish I was someone who was quick to be joyful to overflow with joy I was thinking the other day about when I took my nephew uh, to see his very first Man United match now as you know I do have tickets for United I do support other people so you don't need to mock me too badly but I am So I took my little nephew, he's been like a lifelong United fan and he had all the gear and everything, never been to a match before, 10 years old and I I used my tickets, Man United versus Newcastle United, October uh, 2018 and on the approach to the stadium we did all the proper stuff, you know, picture. Uh, outside the stadium at so Matt Busby and a photo near the statue of Alex Ferguson I bought him one of those match day scarves so we could remember it forever went inside and you know, got in the program bought him a cucumber sandwich ready for the match and uh, we sat down watched all the players training and then all the big fanfares they come out and that was probably the highlight because as soon as the match kicked off it all went downhill rapidly you probably won't remember that game but it was a tragedy within the first 2 minutes united had conceded a goal after minute number 8 they were 2-0 down it was the first it was their worst ever start to a premier league match it was absolutely tragic 2-0 down and i sort of looked around at the face of my nephew and uh, i thought oh no this is like the worst thing he's going to quit following united he's going to be a blue from now on tragedy of all tragedies and, uh, and I thought he's going to cry. And I said to him, are you all right? You know, at this point, you know, the, the Newcastle fans are going absolutely wild. They're kind of over us in the, over opposite us in the corner there. They've got their t-shirts off and they're making loads of noise. United are just silent, occasionally like a little United sound or kickoff, but nothing. And I, this lad, I look at him, he's broken. And I said to him, are you all right, Josh? And he says, Uncle Sam. I'm so angry. I just want to shout. I said, "All oh, right, what do you want to shout?" He said, "I just want to. I just want to swear. Can I? Can I just shout swear words, Uncle Sam?" I'm like, um, "Go on then, lad. You, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't dare. But he, you know, his, his emotion was to like, and with the all that he was encountering, the kind of difficulty of the situation, his first reaction was to shout at the top of his voice with disappointment back at the United fans but the question for you this morning is what would make you shout for joy? I've been thinking about the last time I shouted for joy. I think you know what when we read these things it's not really a very British thing to do is it? Like we're all like oh lovely, wonderful, splendid. You know we're very controlled in our emotions, we're subtle with our affirmations and You know maybe on the odd occasion I escalate the lovelies and the splendids up to like nice one or get in but very rarely do I overflow with joy to a shout like when was it the last time that I let rip uncontrolled burst of joy couldn't do anything else but shout for joy. Now we've been doing this clapping on a Thursday night for the NHS but it's not a shout of joy if I'm honest for me it's kind of a semi-awkward show of appreciation but I want to be someone who overflows with joy. I want uh, you know just to for for, for almost to be known as someone that when you're with Sam like joy just bursts forth from the guy but maybe maybe I've become desensitized. Maybe I need an ever-increasing amount of epic and exciting things to impress me. But I want to be someone who who goes crazy and goes mad for good news. Any good news, like people being saved. I want to be wild with joy abounding. When I hear about people getting healed or families being restored and lives being turned around in the ones and twos and the tens and the thousands, I want to be someone who naturally begins to overflow with joy. And therefore, I'm going to need God to do a work in my heart. If I, want to do, if I want to be a shouter, someone who shouts not because he's angry but because he overflows with joy, then I need to allow the joy of the Lord to be a gift to me that I nurture in my heart. What would, uh, what would make this happen for you? What would you have to experience for joy to overflow in your heart? Now I wanted to say a few words on joy. Joy is not the same as happy. Joy is not happiness. The command that, that we're given by the psalmist here is not to uh, make a shout of happiness to God, it's to make a, a shout of joy to God, a joyful shout. See, joy is far deeper and far richer than happy. Happy is short-lived. Happy is superficial. Happy is a giggle where joy is a deep belly laugh that wells up from inside. Joy is found in hardship. Joy is found in the difficult and dry and barren places. It's it's an opposite spirit. I may be surrounded by enemies. I may be surrounded by death and brokenness. I may be full of fears, but joy is what breaks through in those moments. So therefore, joy is utterly defiant. Joy is something that the devil hates. It makes no sense to the world. Joy is like a fruit of another dimension, which is why later on into the epistles we hear that joy, joy is a fruit that wells up from the Holy Spirit joy is a thing of heavenly beauty it tastes incredible why because it's so hard won joy is found in the valley and in the dark and hard places you know when when uh, david writes in psalms 23 when he steals those words of coolio from gangster's paradise even though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. On that table, in the valley of the shadow of death, surrounded by enemies, is joy. The fruit on that table, it's laden, I imagine, is laden with fruit. And joy is one of those fruits which is provided for us in the place of difficulty and harm fruit in difficult and dark places joy is the sound that the persecuted church make when they worship joy is the sound of testimonies to sick people who press into God joy is the sound of the grieving who say God is good Joy is the sound of Teresa Williams when she says love wins. Joy is the sound of Terry Young at his father's funeral or Matt Nicholas when he did his father's eulogy. Joy is the sound of the testimony from Emma from Warsaw. Joy is the sound of of Danielle when she testified to the healing that came from God. Joy is the sound of answered prayer and the sound of faithfulness when prayers are not answered. Joy breaks forth when we taste and see that the Lord is good, even though the world around us is like a bag of poo. Joy cannot be contained. It cannot be held back by our British sensibilities. Joy almost bursts forth with, a, 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 like a volcanic explosion. It erupts and it overflows. You know the problem with shouting though, shouting draws attention and uh, I, I don't know about you but it's not something I'm very comfortable with, it's not how I was brought up, you know we, we, I was always told don't show off, don't make a fuss, don't draw attention to the things that you have because I was one of like four kids and if you got something special then everybody had to have it or or you know as Christians my kind of parents said you know we sh- we shouldn't ever brag about stuff And so when we shout people notice you know when they're shouting outside my house I'm very alert to it. I respond to shouting but we're not supposed to shout to draw attention to ourselves but we're shouting to give glory to God. Verse 3 says to God uh, uh, to say to God how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power. We are shouting in the direction of heaven. We are shouting to in worship and praise and adoration. Shout to joy. Uh, shout for joy to God, all the earth. You know, we are shouting not to draw attention to ourselves, but draw attention to the goodness and greatness of our God. Just a, t- a point there about that word God, when it says shout for joy to God. That is the Hebrew word Elohim. I love Elohim. It's not talking about God as Yahweh or God as Jehovah, but Elohim. Why do I love Elohim? It's because it's the closest in the Hebrew language that we, that we get to this Trinitarian understanding of God. See, Elohim is God in plural. We have one God in three persons, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, and Elohim is his name i love it when we're shouting to god we're saying jesus god holy spirit i don't know about you but sometimes sometimes i um i think oh am i supposed to be praying to god am i supposed to be praying to the father the son or the holy spirit actually they don't care they are one holy spirit father and son they are elohim and we shout our joyful praise to them i love that the psalmist is inviting all the world to sing, all the earth. It says, "All the earth bows down to you." They sing your praises. They sing the praises of your name. The psalmist wants God to receive the shout from everybody. You know when we're outside and we begin to clap, and you—I don't know if you can hear—you hear yourself, maybe the odd neighbour, but if you listen into the distance, there's more of a noise coming. Maybe a, an odd firework here and there. But imagine that multiplied to the nations, to the earth. You know when I am. Um, my first trip to Old Trafford, not to talk about football the whole morning, but my first trip to Old Trafford was uh, 1995 for the filming of Songs of Praise. Bit embarrassing when your mates have say, say, have you ever been to Old Trafford? And you're like, yeah. And they say, what game was it? And you say, Songs of Praise. But anyway, during that event, we, uh, uh, they wanted us to attempt to break the world record. If you were there, you'll remember this. To try and break the world record for the loudest shout ever recorded. You know this is like andy Andy loved this. I know Andy was there for definite. It was football, Old Trafford, and Guinness World Records, all in one place at the same time, and they were convinced that Christians have got so much to shout about, you know that they should raise the greatest sounds. You know football is one thing, but salvation is another, and they were thinking with a stadium full of people, full of Christians, with something to shout about, it could be a world record and so they got us all ready I think we sang shine Jesus shine just get us psyched up and then bosh give us your loudest shout now I can't tell you how disappointed it was I think the record was something like you know in the 90s of whatever sound is recorded on and we were somewhere at 17 they were like give it another go Norris McGuerta was like you know you Christians you can do it anyway Norris McGuerta he didn't stick around too long because we were dreadful I remember being so hugely disappointed that Christians, with all the things to shout about, couldn't do it. But David, David has experienced the great grace and grace of our God. And he wants to kind of raise the kind of shout that God is worthy of. He knows that him shouting alone is is okay and maybe him and his people can make a good noise. But David wants all the earth to raise a shout, to say, God, you are awesome and you are worthy. Imagine the, the sound, imagine the noise of the nations coming together to worship our God. It will happen. One day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. Imagine that sound. It isn't going to be that we all get a chance to say it ourselves, but in one united voice we will raise a shout to the glory of our God. After verse 4 in your Bibles you might have this little word, Sella. In fact, Sella appears three times in this verse and it's worth a little side note to talk about Sella. Now, no one really knows what selah means. There's not like a, in your Bible dictionary, you'll find a really conclusive answer. People speculate as to what it means. And the reason why there's confusion over it is because they think it's not of Hebrew origin. They think maybe it was the kind of word that David brought back from his time uh, with the Philistines, or something like that. Some people suggest that it's like a musical reference to a, a solo that happens between verses. Think uh, Matt Leder just like rocking a guitar solo, or Pete Thompson on his giant violin. You know, when we've sung a verse and then we just have this moment, this moment of um, solo, but it provides us with this pause, a rest to think about what's happened. And so because there's no real great descriptor of what it means, it allows us this opportunity for me to make up what I think it means. And I think it means like a knockout punch. I think it means like a, 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 such an outstanding thing has been said that you need to stop, wake up, shake yourself off and listen to what has just been said. God is awesome. Smack in the face. Shout for joy to, the, to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies cringe before you. All the earth bows down. They sing praise. They sing praises to your name. Whack! Wake up and listen. Take a moment to reflect. God is Awesome. And then we move on, don't we, to verse five and it says, come and see what God has done. And my challenge for you this morning is this. What does your life shout about? Come and see what the Lord has done draw does your life draw attention to God? Does does your life testify? If those statistics are right that one in four adults is and one in three young adults is engaged with some kind of online church. If it's true that people are seeking then we've got to show them something worth looking at. And we need to be people that declare, come and see what God has done. And therefore, I don't mean you know, show them the best social media version of yourself. Don't show them the most attractive image of yourself. but, But draw attention to what God has done. Come and see God. Come and see how awesome his works are. You know, it goes on to say, um, he turned the sea into dry land, so they passed, forth, passed through our, uh, the waters on foot. I can't do that. Come and see what God has done. He rules forever by His power. His eyes watch the nations. I can't do that. Come and see that the Lord, what the Lord can do. And then we finish. Let me finish with this from verse 10: For you, God, tested us; you refined us like silver. We are refined like silver see silver rarely is found in like nuggets or big blocks like you might find with gold silver is often trapped in lead ore and therefore needs to be harvested it needs to be uh, taken out from from within and this is how it's done like the lead ore is heated by fire and then it's sifted out of the fire out of the ashes and then the, the, the silver is freed from the lead in a, in a furnace uh, And then they blow air in which oxidises all the lead and releases all the silver and that, that, that lead stuff is called the dross. The dross and the silver begins to rise to the surface where it's scraped off all the impurities go one way and all the beautiful stuff goes to the surface. If we're going to be people that explode and burst forth with shouts of joy then we need God to be working to refine us. Now refining is an uncomfortable process. The experience of the Israelites was hard. The psalmist writes, you brought us into into prison and laid burdens upon our backs. You let you let people ride over our heads. We went through fire and water. You brought us to the place, and you brought us to the place of abundance. Now, the place of abundance we all want to live in, but actually getting there is this process of refining, and it's hard. But actually, if we're going to be people that explode with joy, we need to allow God to do his work within us, purifying us, bringing the best out of us, making us radiant. You know when the, when the silver is finally taken off, it shines beautifully and shines bright. It is stunning to behold, whereas the dross is dark and black and broken. And I don't know about you, but I want silver to be brought out of me, and I want God to do His process. Will we allow this season of hardship to be, bring the best out in us? I don't want to be someone who's captive and held in the in the dark lead. and 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 stuck in the dross i want god to do his refining work in me to lift me out to pure to purify me that i may better reflect the glory of god i want to shine bright i want people to say look at what god has done in his life i want my life to say come and see the goodness of god i want to draw attention to his brilliance that's my talk for this morning I thought it'd be good if we uh, could just spend a cellar moment. Could we stop and just reflect on the goodness of our God, the greatness of his wondrous power? Could we stop and think about his grace to us? And how good he's been, even in our hard times, how he walks with us through that valley. How he prepares a great gift for us, that joy uh, amongst the hardship. And just think about all that God has done in your life. Let's just spend a moment to reflect on the goodness of God. If you've got prayer requests, feel free to stick those in now. Um, But let's spend a moment, a seller moment, to think about God and all he has done for us. Lord, we say that you're worthy, worthy of every voice in all the world across history. You're worthy of our shout of praise and adoration. You're so worthy, God. Oh, Father, we just want to say that we're so grateful for the way that you have uh, given us so much. We thank you that you want to work on our lives. We thank you for what you've birthed in the message. We thank you for the salvation stories that we've heard now across generations we thank you God for the lives turned round for the healing stories that we can declare and testify to we thank you Lord for 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 Eden and its work within communities we thank you God that you are living and active that you have not given up on us We thank you, Lord, that your desire is to bring us from the place of brokenness and mess and make us shine. And Lord, we declare this morning that we want to be a people who shine and radiate your goodness and your glory, who bring attention to you, Lord. And so, God, we pray that you would help us today to do that in a way that is honouring and glorifying to your name. Lord, may we be a people that point all the time to your greatness. So, Father, we pray, help us. Even amidst the difficulty and the hardship, may joy abound in our lives. Lord, refine that in our hearts today, we pray. Come, Lord Jesus, have your way in us. Holy Spirit, we pray, work on our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening.